Good morning to you and a very happy Easter to you. Welcome to our service at Brighton Road. My name's Tim Carter, I'm leading the service this morning. My colleague Michael Hogg will be bringing God's word to us later. And I'm grateful to Fraser for reading and for leading us in prayer. As God's Easter people, we come to worship. Christ releases us from the tombs of pain and doubt and fear and death. He liberates us into the freedom of this new day and its promise of hope is fulfilled in him. We start our service by reflecting on the events of Good Friday and how they lead into the joy of Easter Sunday as we sing, led like a lamb to the slaughter in silence and shame.
Have you ever had someone tell you something you just can't believe? When Mary told Peter and John that she'd been to Jesus' grave and it was empty, neither of them believed her, they thought she must have gone to the wrong grave or perhaps she was having some kind of breakdown. Mary had never been the most rational of people at the best of times. The alternative, that the grave was empty because someone had stolen Jesus' body, well, that was just too awful for them to contemplate, too hard for them to take on board. Mary must have got it wrong. They both set off at a run to see for themselves, and when they got to the tomb, their hearts were hammering and they were both out of breath. The tomb should have been sealed with a heavy stone, but the entrance was open, and when they ventured in, their worst fears were confirmed. There was no body, just the grave clothes lying there. John remembered that Jesus had said something about rising from the dead and wondered, could this really be what had happened? Could this be the greatest miracle ever? But Peter, he was just horrified and appalled. He already felt awful at having denied Jesus, but this, this was ten times worse. As the confused disciples made their way home, Mary sat outside the tomb, weeping. Why are you crying? asked a voice from inside. She looked up and saw what appeared to be two angels in the tomb, who came out to comfort her. It's my Lord, she sobbed. They've moved his body, and I don't know where they've put him. She was crying her eyes out. Then another voice asked the same question. Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Did, did you do it? Mary asked. Did, did you take his body? Please, please just tell me where he is. The man came right up to her and spoke one word, filled with love and concern. Mary, he said to her. And this time Mary recognised the voice. And looking round through her tears, she couldn't believe that the man standing next to her was Jesus. On Friday, they, she'd watched them take his tortured body off the cross, wrap it in grave clothes. And yet, yet now, here Jesus was, standing right beside her, very much alive. And with no thought for social distancing, she threw her arms around him and gave him a massive hug. Come on, Mary, Jesus laughed. Let me go. I'd like you to do something for me. Go and tell my disciples that I am alive and well. Tell them not to be afraid. I will come and see them soon. And that's just what Mary did. She was the first person to see Jesus alive, the first of countless millions to understand that Jesus has defeated death for us. And for us, this Easter Sunday, that means that we are destined for eternal life. And that knowledge makes a real difference to who we are and how we live here and now, as we allow Jesus to fill our hearts with his life-giving love and power. Let me lead you in prayer. Living Lord Jesus, Come to us, into the garden of our lives, and touch everything that is barren, 
wasted and dried with your healing hand. Forgive our half-lived lives, our broken promises, our failed kindness. Call us by our name, that we might turn from all that limits and burdens us. Lift us up into forgiveness and freedom. Open the gateways of our hearts and our minds and call us into the brightness of faith, blinking, questioning, wondering, hoping. Today, in silence, in prayer and in song, may we encounter you and your grace and be embraced by your unfailing love and renewing mercy. Amen. And now let's celebrate the triumph of Easter with the song, In the Tomb So Cold They Laid Him.
The reading is from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I have received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he also appeared to me, as to the one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preached, and this is what you believed. Lord Jesus Christ, come stand alongside us, that we might see you by our side, that we might hear you call our names, and that we might now, on this heady day of joy, be still right now and know that you are God. We give you heartfelt thanks from our full hearts. We bring you our prayers this day for a world needing Easter. We pray for those locked in by hurt and loneliness and grief. We pray for those locked in by addiction, hunger and poverty. We pray that we, inspired by your good news this Easter day, may bring our practical care and help to those who call out and to those who are silent, and in our lived out faith and love, show no partiality as we bring what hope we can to those in need. Today we pray for our nation, for our Queen, and for those who shape the future of our country and our world. In times of uncertainty, make us confident with kindness. In times of frustration, make us gentle with vision. Help us to be the Easter people, bringing light into our world. Lord Jesus Christ, for the Church we pray that in our work and witness, we may be generous in our believing and joyful in our serving. Help us to blend tradition and newness to keep our faith and work a power for good and a dynamic for reconciliation and renewal. On this Easter day, this new beginning, this time of lifting up, lift up our heads and hearts, lift up our eyes and voices, for our Lord Jesus Christ is risen and there is hope. 
through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.
on this Easter Sunday, we consider words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. He's reminding them of the gospel, that is, the good news about Jesus. In his first letter to the Corinthians, in verse 1 of chapter 15, Paul reminds the Christians in Corinth that he preached the good news to them. They heard it and received it for themselves, taking their stand upon it. You know, you can hear the good news about Jesus, but not receive it, not accept it. Some reject it. Some seem to accept it, but when persecution or a sense of cost comes, they turn away from it. Or when other things crowd in, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the pull of possessions, they give up living out the gospel with its call to deny ourselves and pick up our cross. The followers of Jesus at Corinth had heard and accepted the gospel, but now they were in danger of some false teaching, which Paul aims to address in chapter 15. We'll come to that in a moment. But first, a reminder of the gospel. Paul writes in verse 2 that by this gospel you are saved. The good news about Jesus saves us as we act upon it. The person who is drowning needs to grab hold of the life ring that is thrown to them. A person in the burning building sees the fire exit and must head through it. The person who realises they are in danger and that they need saving embraces the chance to be saved. Paul has received this good news for himself and he wants others to know it for themselves. So Paul writes in verses 3 onwards, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Kephas, that is the Apostle Peter, and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and then the, all the other apostles, and last of all he appeared to me also. You know, the gospel, as Paul puts it in this way, can be summed up in this way. Christ died, was buried, was raised. The gospel in a nutshell, simple, yet profound. Jesus Christ, God as man, came into this world that he so loved. He lived among us and died for us as a fulfilment of the Old Testament scriptures. It's all there, pictured and painted for us in advance of what he was coming to do. He died a humiliating criminal's death, dying a death that we deserved. He did not deserve death, 
for he had lived a perfect life. Yet he died in our place, the innocent taking the place of the guilty. We have all sinned, each and every one of us. We have failed even in our own standards, let alone God's perfect standards. We deserve to experience that righteous anger of God against rebellion. Yet Jesus steps in and takes the punishment upon himself. And he dies as a man, yet also as God. God says, apart from me, there is no saviour. He was executed by Jew and Gentile, the entire world, working together, dying upon a cruel and brutal cross. And he was buried in a stone-cold tomb of gloom and death. Yet, on the third day, as the women in great grief went to the tomb to anoint his lifeless body with fragrant spices of burial, they found the tomb empty and were startled to be told the news that he had risen from death and was alive again. In fact, as proof, Jesus appeared in resurrected bodily form, a body that could be seen and heard and touched. He appeared to many witnesses whose lives were transformed as a result. No longer a dejected and defeated Good Friday cross people. They were an enlivened and hope-filled Easter Sunday people. Paul is writing that Jesus Christ died, was buried, but rose again and appeared to many witnesses. In other words, if you don't believe me, you go and ask them for yourself. Your sins can be forgiven. Death has been dealt with. Eternal life is now yours for the receiving. You can experience life in all its fullness, in this world and in the next. Life, full and free. Though we don't earn it and we don't deserve it, God graciously gives to all who will receive it. However, as I said, erroneous teaching about the resurrection was creeping into the Corinthian church. There were some who were teaching that Jesus' resurrection was not a bodily resurrection. In verse 12 of chapter 15, Paul writes that some were saying, there is no resurrection of the dead. And accepting this false teaching would lead many astray. So Paul wants to correct it. In chapter 15, he focuses upon the truth of the bodily resurrection of Jesus. And in verse 2, he writes, By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. 
In other words, the gospel is only a true and saving gospel if Jesus has indeed been bodily raised from the dead. To the person who is drowning, if they grab hold of a life belt that does not float, can such a life belt save them? Or the person who heads towards the exit in a burning office building finds that it is a false door in front of a brick wall, can such an exit save them? If Jesus has not risen from the dead, then a gospel that proclaims that he has is a useless gospel that cannot save. It doesn't matter if we believe that he has risen, if he has not in fact risen. And in verse 14, Paul writes, If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. In other words, if there is no resurrection, then a gospel that says that there is cannot save us, and we have a hopeless message and a powerless faith. In verses 17 to 19, Paul writes, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ, those who have died as believers, have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we of all people are most pitiable. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then there is no forgiveness of sins and no everlasting life. But Paul asserts the reliability and authenticity of the resurrection. It really did happen. Many can testify to this truth. In fact, Paul has seen for himself how men and women would lay down their lives testifying to this truth. Because Jesus did indeed rise from the dead, we are a people with a great and powerful hope. The resurrection evidence stands up in court. We can build our lives upon this truth. We can know forgiveness of sins and resurrection to eternal life. We can confidently share this hope with others. We can truly be an Easter Sunday people in a Good Friday world. And I end with words from Peter as one of the witnesses of the resurrection. He writes in 1 Peter chapter 1, Verse 17, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade. Amen.
Listen to what the risen Jesus says to you. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end. Fearless, I climb. 